Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Recently, there was a very exciting story I ran across on Facebook. Some very exciting things happening in the Asia region with translation of the Book of Concord. So, joining us today, we have the Reverend Dr. Michael Paul. Theological Educator in Asia with LCMS International Mission, serving in Taiwan. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Paul. Great to be here. Thanks. And the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Heisey. Thank you for having me. So let's start. Let's start uh, maybe back at the beginning of this story of of this new book of Concord translation, Chinese translation of the book of Concord. Is is this a a new thing? Is this a, a first translation of the book of Concord, Doctor Paul? This is the second major translation in Chinese of the book of Concord. The first one was done in 1969 by an LCMS missionary, Reverend Erhard Riedel, and uh, that translation was used for about. 30 years, and then it was revised quite a bit by the Lutheran Church Hong Kong Synod. And so then this now is the second major translation to Chinese. So why the, why the need for a translation? What, what brought about the need for this translation? The main reason is that uh, the original translation done in 1969 was done by one of us white guys, missionaries. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> our Chinese is not the greatest. Uh, we try really hard. And so it, it, it was not that easy to understand. And even with the revision, it, it, it still was very difficult to read. I've, I've taught the Book of Concord a couple times using that translation, and the students uh, had a real rough time. So the one reason is we needed uh, you know, a more clean translation, easier to understand. And then also with the reader's edition, the Concordia Publishing House uh, published in 2006, it provides lots of extra uh, help for the readers, historical backgrounds, summaries of the articles and things, very, very helpful. And so Lutheran Heritage decided that that might be helpful and the leadership, different church leadership here agreed to that. Uh, so that project was begun in 2007. So tell us where or, or how it got started. What, it was, what was it like getting the, the project started? Reverend Ted Natalong of Lutheran Heritage Foundation uh, contacted me and some others in 2007. And, and the first thing for a translation work is we always need to get the, the permission from the original uh, publisher, in this case, an English publisher, Concordia Publishing House. And Lutheran Heritage Foundation has a very good relationship with them. So that was actually pretty easy. Then the next major thing is to find a good translator. And so uh, Deaconess Sunny Khan, who was living in Taiwan at the time, she had done other work with Lutheran Heritage in the past. And, and so she worked really hard for many years, oh, I'd say three or four years, to translate uh, the whole book. And then from that point, it, it went on to a lot of editing work, many, many people involved in that. So it's, it's a really long process. Who are some of the other people that were involved with this? Uh, what kind of team does it take? A lot of different people reading it and commenting and making changes. At the end, it was Reverend Dr. Joseph Liu, who is uh, the vice president of the LCMS Partner Center here in Taiwan, the China Evangelical Lutheran Church. He was kind of a coordinator to make sure things got done and and he was, he was edited well. I was involved. Many other pastors and lay people were involved reading it and 
and making uh, corrections. And then after we kind of, we get the translation set, then of course it goes to the layout and we have to look at the layout very carefully. And finally it gets printed. It's, it's a long process. So translating from English into Chinese, are there are there uh, interesting things about about that kind of translation versus translating from like English into, into Spanish, for example, or or something a more romantic language? What are some of those differences that that you have to pay attention to with translating from from English into Chinese? That's a good question. I only know Chinese, so I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but I, I will say a, a challenge in Chinese is that. Uh, you have a lot of different Chinese types of language. And the, 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 biggest, the biggest difference is, is the Chinese that's spoken in what we call mainland China or the People's Republic of China, and then that which is spoken elsewhere. And so that, that's both different in terms of vocabulary and usage a little bit, but especially in terms of the script. So in mainland China, they use a simplified character. And then in the rest of the world, it's more traditional, complex character. And so this first edition published by Lutheran Heritage is a traditional complex one, which is much more easy to read for those outside of China. But now the next project is to take that and do a lot of editing, not only just changing the characters, but changing vocabulary and usage so that it's comfortable for those from mainland China or that have a background from China. Dr. Heise, why was it important for Lutheran Heritage Foundation to be involved in this project? Well, we, we strive to make Lutheran confessional materials available. And uh, really, the Book of Concord is, is generally uh, the kind of the top of the mountain to try and, and, and get that together because we, we know how important it is for seminaries. From my own missionary experience, like Dr. Paul, I taught at the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Ingria's seminary near St. Petersburg, Russia. And I, I use the LHF translation of the Book of Concord, which was invaluable because I, I have students today who still refer to it and use it. In fact, one pastor, uh, St. Mary's down, downtown St. Petersburg, even gathers some young professionals on Thursday evenings to, to read the Book of Concord. So primarily it, it's for those who are, are going to serve as pastors in the church, but uh, making it available to, to the average layperson who really wants to delve deeply into the Lutheran confessional waters is really important. So, so we, we see how essential this is. And uh, we, we linked up with uh, the late Pastor Paul McCain from uh, Concordia Publishing House. And uh, really, he, he had a heart that that Book of Concord that he edited would be available in Asia. So the uh, traditional Mandarin version, as well as what we're working on now and hopefully publishing this year, one in Bahasa for Indonesia, a first volume in Vietnamese and a second volume in Khmer, because often the, the book is so big, you have to split it into a couple parts. So we are really anticipating adding a book of Concord for Thailand. And, and now we're, we're talking about one for Papua New Guinea and the language of Papuasan. So this focus on Asia has been really important because the church is truly growing there. So how many... You mentioned several uh, translations of the, the Book of Concord in different languages. How many different languages has LHF translated or partnered in translating the Book of Concord on, and how many are still in the works? Okay, you're really putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I want to say we were probably, I would say, 12 to 15. I do wow. know we have some in Africa, in Swahili for Ethiopia, certainly in Latvian and Russian, and several other countries as well. So primarily right now, 
we're looking to get those books of Concord done in, in Southeast Asia. That's been a primary focus. And actually, it's been driven by the field, just as with Dr. Paul. It's been driven by missionaries. And it's one of the things we really like to work closely with OIM because we want to be able to supply them with the books that they need uh, for their mission. Mm -hmm. Dr. Paul, how important are books like this for the, uh, the theological students that you teach? You know, they are extremely important. You know, we, we hear over and over again the need. For example, Reverend Harrison, uh, LCMS president, was here in Taiwan a couple of years ago, and he visited most of the, uh, of the Lutheran synods. There's seven different Lutheran synods here in Taiwan. And, and he said, you know, might there be something that the LCMS could maybe do to try to help your work? And pretty much all of them said the same thing. Please help us get more good Lutheran resources in Chinese. You know, missionaries come and go. But if you have the Book of Concord in a good translation, that will last many, many years, long after I'm gone. And, and so the need is incredible, not only for theological students, but for lay people. As Dr. Heise has said, we have, I mean, the, the Book of Concord was, was written really more for lay people almost. And, and we have lay people here just really eating it up. And, uh, and so it's, it's extremely important to understand the, the truth clearly of God's word, especially the gospel. And so LHF just does wonderful work, and we're so, we're so grateful for them, really. Are there other resources that are uh, currently being translated or already translated or a need for other Lutheran theological resources in the Chinese language? Uh, the, the need is bottomless. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but right now, we're working, we're getting close to finishing Lutheranism 101. That's also an LHF project. And this will be done very well. We're, we're taking a lot of time. I personally involved. I read every character of the Chinese translation. And what, what I'm good at, my Chinese isn't that good you know, to write Chinese, but I'm able to find problems when a translation isn't right. And so I go through and find the problems. And I work with native Chinese speakers to get it in fluent Chinese that expresses it correctly. We went through, you know, tooth and nail the whole book, and this will be this will be done very well, and it will be very, very helpful to many people. We're talking with the Reverend Dr. Michael Paul and the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey about the new Chinese translation of the Book of Concord available. A very exciting thing. We have more to talk about. We need to take a quick break. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Eddie Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Eddie Bates. We're talking with the Reverend Dr. Michael Paul and the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey about the new Chinese translation of the Book of Concord. And before we went to break, we were talking about all of the work that went into this project and the need for these types of translations. And Dr. Paul, tell us about the the students that you teach that that use these resources. Who are the people that that this book is benefiting? The most common the the 
people that are that are reading it are the people in the partner synod of the LCMS here in Taiwan, China Evangelical Lutheran Church. But there are other Lutheran synods and people there are reading reading it as well. I'll just give an example. Last year, I taught uh, the Book of Concord three different times. One at China Lutheran Seminary, and most of those, but not all, were were students in the MDiv program. But then I taught in one congregation. It's just a regular congregation. They worship about 50, 60 on a Sunday. And and about 23 or so people, just members, regular members, came to church every Saturday morning for three hours for 15 weeks straight. And we went through the Book of Concord. <laughs> and so and, and they and they loved it. And I loved it. And and that was with the older translation. And they really struggled because the older translation was difficult. I want to go back and teach it again. And they probably want me to go back and teach it again with a new translation. <laughs> That's just the dedication, the, mm-hmm. the desire to study God's word and our confession of God's word. What does it mean? I, what was the response to that class? We were teaching this for three hours uh, uh, every Saturday, right. and and they were coming back week after week to, right. to learn. What was the response to that? Well, they I, I had a lot of good responses that they, they they really understood better the gospel, and of course that's the point of God's word, and that's what our Lutheran confessions highlight. So much of Chinese Christianity is so focused on the law. And, and when, when the Lutheran Confessions, the Book of Concord, highlight that we are saved completely by God's grace on account of Christ through faith, it, I, can, I can just see the relief come over in these, these wonderful Christians' eyes. They, they, they say, wow, I'm really saved by God's grace and not my own effort. And you know, as Lutherans, we understand that if you've grown up in the Lutheran Church all your life, but that is just not the case in so many places around the world, and especially here in Taiwan. So now that it's been translated, Dr. Heisey, has it gone to print? Is this available? And how do how do we get it in the hands of the people who who need it and can use it? Well, it is, uh, as Michael's probably more aware, I believe it is being printed now. And uh, so mostly it would be done over in Bangkok. Ted Nathalong has uh, unique connections with uh, Darn Sutha Press in Bangkok. And, and so we end up shipping a lot, actually, we end up shipping a lot of books to Africa. It tends to be a little bit less expensive and the quality is so good with the printing press that we use. We, we get those out to, to Southeast Asia, into Africa. We will have some come to the States because there is some demand. Certainly they had, I know the climb conference out in California not too long ago. And I'm looking to, I've been on the road a bit. I'm looking to talk to one of our volunteer uh, pastors, uh, Reverend Albert Chai over in Anaheim, because I'm sure he has now made some connections with people who would like to have a copy of of the Book of Concord as well in traditional Chinese. So uh, a lot of these are slated to be published. As I think Dr. Paul can tell you, it, it is an incredible work and you really want to dot your I's and cross your T's. So we will, we'll make this go a little bit longer to make sure that we can reduce as many errors as possible because there's always, of course, reprinting. And as he has said, we want to, we want to end up doing a simplified version for mainland China as well. How, how large is this book? I mean, I have a book of Concord in. English and it's it's large. How 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 hefty of a book is this in uh, for the Chinese translation? 
Well, I'm, I'm holding up my hands right now, and it is 834 pages. Nice. It is it is uh, bigger than most of the English editions. The, the Concordia Triglotta, which is English, Latin, and German, it's a little bigger. <laughs> but but this, this Chinese edition has got to be one of the biggest ones that have ever been produced, I think. <laughs> and we actually end up cutting these into a couple of volumes. So, for example, this year we're going to be doing the second volume of Khmer and the first volume in Vietnamese and the first volume in Bahasa for Indonesia, because sometimes it becomes so unwieldy. I can show you, uh, I think, about three books of Concord that we had in Amharic. And the third version is finally a little bit more manageable, but the, the first two, you could have killed somebody with them. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, not theologically, but physically. <laughs> they, they were just enormous, and they, they just make it so bulky and difficult to carry around that, if need be, you have to go into two volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're talking about moving forward with the, the simplified translation how does that process work? How do you go from from the traditional Chinese to the simplified? Is that something that that is computer generated, or or do do people have to go back through and and read through all of that? Yeah, all of the above. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the first thing is, yeah, just to click a, a a computer button, and so all the characters automatically transfer from the more traditional complex to the simplified. But it's it's not as easy as that. I mean, that's that that's already helpful. But because the, the usage and the vocabulary is a little bit different, and so it's, it's best that then simplified Chinese pastors, theologians, then go over the whole thing and make sure that it's fluent then and also accurate in, in the language is um, more familiar to those from China. So earlier we, we talked with Dr. Heisey about how to get it into the hands of the people who can use it. What does that look like for you? What's your next step? How are you able to get it into the hands of uh, people who can use this Chinese translation of the Book of Concord? How do you intend to use it next? We have lots of copies here in Taiwan and we're distributing them and we're getting requests uh, from people that not are even in the Lutheran church. They've heard about this book. They want to get a copy of it. And we, we get the copies to them. They've been sent out from Taiwan to other places in Asia. As Dr. Heisen mentioned, there are copies in North America, and uh, they're getting distributed pretty quickly. And so we have enough right now. We're, we're, I think we're getting kind of low. We originally printed 1,000 copies. And so when that's done, then we will, we will get you know work on a, on a second printing of it, but also make sure we get any corrections and, and things. We're being very careful to collect all those with an online system of, you know, things people see that don't sound quite right or suggestions and things like that. I'd like to actually jump on that, that point that Dr. Paul just made, because this is something that we see with regards to the Book of Concord translations, that they are used outside the Lutheran Church. Many other Protestant groups who are very interested, for example, for what we're doing in Vietnam, there really is no Lutheran Church there to speak of. So you're talking Protestant groups. And the influence that we can have on the theology of Protestantism, not only in, in Asia, but within Africa and around the world, is, is really exciting. So when we make these copies, obviously we make them available to the Lutheran Church first, but we understand that they are also going to be in, in, in need for, with a lot of other Protestant church groups around the world who are going to be deeply influenced, that they want to read more deeply into Lutheran confessional theology. 
It just shows the, the, the great value of having a clear confession of faith. Not only is it valuable to those who confess that faith, but to those who want to learn about that faith as well. Dr. Paul, how do we even say the Book of Concord? Like, how do you read the title of the Book of Concord in Chinese? I don't think we've even gotten to what you call it in Chinese yet. Yeah, so standard translation of um, the word Concord or Concordia in Mandarin Chinese is Xietong. So this is Xietong Shu. It's it really is literally the the Concord book. Okay. Huh. Very cool. So do you have a favorite phrase or a favorite passage from the Book of Concord in Chinese that, that that you really like in this new translation that really stands out for you? Oh my! <laughs> That's not a fair question. Yeah, I know. No, I I would say all of the large catechism. Uh, the mm. large catechism is such a jewel, and I've had many people say, you know, that's their favorite part of the Book of Concord because it just so concisely and helpfully expresses uh, the truth of God's word and our hope of salvation in Christ. So I'll say all of the large catechism. <laughs> I am one of those people that the Lord's Catechism is my favorite part. I just bought one, actually. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that's so interesting that, that people from outside the Lutheran Church also gravitate toward this book because of, of all that rich Lutheran doctrine that we have. What is the, the reception to Lutheranism and Lutheran teaching in, in Taiwan? The people that you run across and the, and the people that you work with, Dr. Paul, what is that? What is the reception like to, to the teachings that we have in the Lutheran Church? It's both. It's, it's sometimes it's good, sometimes <laughs> not so good. I, I think it's it's so key that that we have teachers and we have resources that can express it clearly. There's a lot of misunderstanding about the Lutheran Church here in Taiwan. And so a lot of people right away they think we're Catholic or or something else. And but if if they actually read good translations of books have a good teacher that can sit down and take the time to explain what Lutherans actually believe and that it's actually just God's word, then things go much better. So I, I true true Lutheranism, which is just truly God's word, goes over pretty well, but it does take time and good teachers and good books to explain it. Mm-hmm. Dr. Heise, you mentioned earlier that that there's a growing need for a growing desire for these these books in Asia. Can you tell us more about about that need that you're seeing at LHF? Well, actually, the field, once again, this is this is field driven. Uh, we're, we were getting requests from people there. I think I mentioned before that I had been teaching through Grand Canyon University, uh, Asian students, including our editor of the book, Concord, in the Khmer. And uh, he, he, of course, requested that that we do this translation several years back. So uh, that that is driving a lot of the work that we have. Uh, they, they are when they discover, especially when they come from a Buddhist background, I'm, I'm no expert on Buddhism. I wish Ted Nafalong, who was, who was raised a Buddhist, could be talking to you about this. But the uncertainty of one's salvation and the focus on, on some type of work to appease God or the gods is, is so strong and powerful. And, and, and the fear of the spirit world that Ted always told me he had when he was a Buddhist is very strong in that region. And I, I still remember it on my trip to Cambodia, seeing all the Buddhist idols everywhere and Myanmar too, for example. But those who have come into the church, when, when they begin to, as, as you say, they start with small catechism, gravitate to that large catechism and they, and they want more and more. And, and so they are, we just got a request from uh, Lutheran Church Australia, Reverend Matt Anker, who we've 
worked with in a lot of uh, work in Southeast Asia, said that there, there is a need now for Tokpisan, which is the dominant language for Papua New Guinea. And they would like the Book of Concord also. So uh, we're seeing this in country after country after country. I'm, I'm sure we'll probably get requests from Myanmar pretty soon too. And uh, of course, the Thai version is a little slower because our own Ted Nathalong is, is, is directing all of this and he's the main editor. So <laughs> for the Thai work, but yeah, it, it's, it's really driven by people who, when they discover that they are not saved by anything they can do by any number of rituals that they perform before Buddhist statues, when, when they discover that Christ's sacrifice is sufficient for them, they want to learn more. And, 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 and there's a kind of a freeing of that burden that was placed upon them. Mm-hmm. Dr. Heisey, where can people learn more about all of the projects that Lutheran Heritage Foundation is currently doing? They can go to our website at lhfmissions.org. And Dr. Paul, how can people stay up to date with, with the work that, that you're doing in Taiwan at China Lutheran Seminary and this translation of the Book of Concord? Probably just send me an email. That's the best <laughs> I can say. Uh, Michael.Paul at lcms.org. Very good. We Such a, a great story, the, the new Chinese translation of the Book of Concord, a wonderful resource for the church in Asia. Reverend Dr. Michael Paul, theological educator in Asia with LCMS International Mission, serving in Taiwan. Thanks so much for being our guest today. You're welcome. Great to be here. And the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.